are listening to the Journey Christian Church Podcast. For more information and resources, visit us online at journeycc.net. Today's message is brought to you by Scott McFarlane. We hope you enjoy. Hi, friends. Welcome to Journey. So glad to worship with you. And thanks, Curtis and team, everybody, for leading us in worship this morning. Grateful that we can continue to do that together. And friends, I just want you to know we're praying for those that are involved with these fires, for the victims and the ones that are uh, fighting the fires with us. I'm just praying for many of you who have families or friends involved Uh, that God would put an end to these fires, bring some rain, and and stop these fires from doing so much damage. So continue to protect yourself. We're concerned about making sure you stay healthy and uh, take advantage of the broadcast like we're doing today. Um, I want to also invite you, if you haven't done so, to check in online. Join us on the chat. Let us know you're there so we can stay connected with you. Share your prayer requests and praises. Please let us know how we can be praying for you throughout this season. You can do that on the text line as well as on our website. And then I want to encourage you as well, if you're, if you're uh, interested in this, we're doing something very unique this year. Because we couldn't physically go to Honduras as a mission team, we're doing a virtual mission trip starting September 20th. It's a week long, very simple, just some devotions and prayers, some connection with, the, with our partners down in Honduras. It would be a great way for you to participate in a mission trip for free, right from your own home. You can find out more on our website, and I would encourage you to check that out. Today we're in our second message out of this mountain series. Last week we talked about Moriah, how God always does something big when he sends somebody to a mountain. And this week we're looking at Sinai, or you may have heard it called Horeb. I thought I'd start with My driver's license. Now, I don't know if you can see that at home. But isn't it interesting that this is the way we identify people in our society? Like, you go to an airport, you have to go through uh, security, you use your driver's license or passport to to identify yourself. Some of you young people have school IDs. A school ID allows you to be on campus and to be in certain areas. Or maybe you have another form of identification that you use to get into a building or get into a secure area. I find it interesting that this is the way we identify people because it's pretty generic information. Not only the picture and some basics about my name and so forth, but it lists things like my gender, I'm a male, <laughs> my, my hair color and my eye color are brown. It says that my height is 6'1", which has been true, but I think I'm shrinking now. <laughs> and it says my weight is 205. Now, that's a lie. <laughs> because I haven't been 205 since I moved to California and got my first license. And maybe there are pieces of information on your driver's license that aren't quite so accurate either. You You can share that at home today and laugh about it. I find it fascinating that these are the kinds of ways we identify people. For instance, we not only their physical attributes, but we identify, self-identify on things like our occupation or our, or our skill set or our abilities or, or uh, things like what nation we live in, what political party we're part of, what tribe we associate ourselves with. We, we tend to self-identify on all kinds of things and not all of it is true. Some of it you wish you were. <laughs> Today we're going to look at identity. And Moses is going to discover after 80 years of life that he still had no clue 
who he really was. But he's going to discover it today. Josh always talks about this in the office. The three big questions every teenager is looking for is, what's my identity, what's my purpose, and where do I belong? I think that's true for all of us. We're all wrestling with those questions in our life. Today we're going to discover how to climb the mountain of identity and how to discover who we truly are. It's in Exodus chapter 3. Moses has been living for 80 years, 40 years as part of Pharaoh's court, 40 years in the desert of Midian, and then God shows up in his life and changes it forever. It says here in chapter 3, starting in verse 1, Now Moses was tending flock, the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, he's married now, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, or Sinai, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. Don't you wish that was the case with our fires, that it may have a fire, but it doesn't burn the bush, it doesn't burn the trees, it doesn't cause all this smoke. <laughs> when the Lord saw that Moses had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush. Now, I can't say it like him, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. And then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And at this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Now, just pause right there and see the first First thing that's happening here, God is introducing himself to Moses, but it's far bigger than that. He tells Moses, he calls him by name, and Moses says, here I am, like, I know who I am, that's my name, and he responds to it. But instantly, God changes what Moses is thinking about. He says, tell him, don't come any closer, take off your sandals. I am the God of your family. I was the God of your father, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, and I still am the God of you. In other words, I've been the God of you before you even existed. See, if we're ever going to know who we are, we first have to know whose we are. We have to know the Creator. Because if you are the created being, you need to live out the design or the purpose of the Creator who made you. Just as a car serves the purpose of the creators who made the car, you serve the purpose of the one who created you. So if you're ever going to discover your own identity, you first have to discover your creator. That's why many of us live a false identity for so many years. I love the story of Ted Gianolis. Ted Gianolis, you probably don't know the name, was the San Diego chicken for 30 years. He was the one that started the whole craze of, of baseball teams and sports teams having a fanatic or a crazy crit, uh, chicken enjoying time with, uh, with the fans, uh, shooting out prizes to the audience and having fun with music and dancing. He served that role for 30 years. Here's the thing. When you put on that mask and that costume for so many years, you can lose yourself in that identity. In fact, that's what, exactly what he said. He said, I discovered an untapped personality from within. He says, it was like, now I have freedom. I know I'm no longer Ted. But he kind of lost himself in that, and he said, I have plenty of chicken stories. 
but I don't have many TED stories. See, that's the problem with a false identity. We can start believing that's who we are, but not realize who God created us to be. And if you're going to discover your first, your, your primary identity, your true identity, you have to get to know the creator who made you. That's why he tells Moses, take off your sandals. Take off the costume. Take off those things that you have identified yourself with because I'm going to give you your true identity. Look what happens next, verse 7. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. See, God never misses anything that's going on in your life. So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. He says later, now the cry of the Israelites has reached me and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now Moses, go. (laughs) I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Verse 11, Moses says to God, wait a minute, who am I? Well, I thought I knew who I was, but who am I now? That I could go to Pharaoh and bring Israelites out of Egypt. And God said, you're not getting it, Moses. I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that I have sent you. When you bring the Israelites out of Egypt, you will worship God on this very mountain. See, Moses is having kind of an identity crisis here because he thought he knew who he was, but then he encounters his creator and realizes, oh, I'm part of something far bigger. I've been under the authority of God all my life, and and now God gives me an assignment. I don't know if I can do it. And maybe you've been there. Maybe you've struggled with living up to the standard that God expects of you, and you'd rather just shy away and be your own own boss, be your own person, and decide who you want to be. But that's not Moses' opportunity here. (laughs) He doesn't get the choice. He's been given an assignment by God. And he has to choose whether he's going to accept the assignment or face the consequences. See, friends, this is the next step to your identity. It's not to decide who you want to be and then become that. No, it's to accept the assignment of what God wants you to be. To accept his assignment in your life. And many of us would rather not do that. Many of us would rather just reject what he has to say and become what we want to be. But that's not how God's people work. And if you're a believer and follower in Jesus, you're assigned great work for his kingdom. He says, who am I? That's not me. (laughs) You're the I am. I'm not. You should do it, God. That's what he's trying to say. And God replies, I will be with you. See, it's not in the assignment you find your identity. Many people think it is. Like, oh, I'm a pastor. I'm a leader. I'm a manager. I'm, I'm a housekeeper. I'm a, I'm a wife. I'm a husband. You've got all these titles that you run by. But it's not the assignment that defines you. It's the person who gives you the assignment that defines you. We're not defined by what we are. We're defined by whose we are. I am the God of your father, Moses. I define you. And that association with God is our true identity. The assignment reveals whose we are. Ted Wardell 
Terry Wardell, sorry, was a kid, and he said he finally was given the bike, a hand-me-down from his bigger sister so he could ride a bike around his neighborhood. He was so excited. He didn't care if it was a girl's bike. You know, it had the cute little handlebars and the, and the bell on the handle. He said it had saddlebags on the back. It was so feminine. But he didn't mind, and so he started riding his bike. He finally got permission from his mom to break out of the neighborhood and go around the town that they lived. And he went across the bridge, and on the other side of the bridge, he's thinking, I'm finally free. I get to do what I want and get to go where I want to go. But on the other side of the bridge was four boys. And they saw him coming, and they got in his way and grabbed hold of his bike. One of them grabbed his bike and turned it around, stopped him on a dime. And they started questioning him. Who are you? What are you doing over here? You don't belong here. What do you think you are? What's your name? And when he finally answered, Terry Wardell, three of the four backed up. And the one holding the bike says, what do you mean, Terry Wardell? Are you related to Tom Wardell? Tom Wardell was a football player for the local football team. Big, huge lineman. <laughs> Don't mess with Tom. And Terry, Terry was related to Tom, but they were just cousins. But on that day, <laughs> Terry decided they were brothers. <laughs> oh, that's my brother. To which all four boys backed away and said they were just funning. And if they have any problems, don't worry about it. Just let us know. We'll take care of it. Because Terry was associated with Tom. Listen, friends, when God gives you an assignment, that's not about an ego thing for you. It's not about whether you have a bigger or better assignment than somebody else. It's not about what gifts or skills you have. When he gives you assignment, the beauty of the assignment is that he gave it to you. That you've been given an assignment by God. And, and by doing so, he's telling you that I am with you. So when you receive that assignment, that relationship with God becomes your identity. Know your creator and accept your assignment so that you can be with him. And that's an identity worth having. Moses isn't so sure. <laughs> He has all kinds of questions and excuses about why this isn't a good idea. Verse 13, he says, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask, Well, what's his name? What do I say? God even gives him an answer. I am who I am. In other words, be is me. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent you. The, the God of your fathers has sent you. The God that existed before creation has, has sent you. The God that will exist past the, past through eternity has sent you. The God who never isn't is sending you. You tell him I am sent you. Moses has more excuses. <laughs> he says, well, what about, what am I going to say to Pharaoh? What if he doesn't listen? God says in chapter 4, verse 2, what's in your hand, Moses? He's got a staff in his hand. Throw it down on the ground, he turns it into a snake. Now pick it back up, it turns back into a staff. And he says, by the way, do another thing. Put your hand in your cloak, and he puts it in, pulls it out, and it's leprous. Now put it back in there, he puts it in, pulls it out, and it's clean. See, what he's showing him is, I've got the power to convince Pharaoh. You don't. You trust in me and just follow my orders. And then Moses isn't sure about that. Well, pardon me, God, he says, down in verse uh, 10, he says, 
I've never been good as a speaker. I, you know, maybe he's got a stuttering problem. Maybe he just isn't good with words. Maybe he struggles to communicate <laughs> like I do on camera. He's thinking, how am I going to speak the words of God with this human frail mouth? And God says to him, who made the mouth? See, I got the words, Moses. I'll speak through you, Moses. It's not about what you say. It's what I'm going to say that will count. And finally, Moses, verse 13, says, Just God, send somebody else. I'm not, I'm not the guy. And the Lord gets angry with him. Where's your brother, Aaron? He's coming to meet with you. You take him along. And basically what he says to him, I'll make your words like the prophet, and Aaron will execute them and speak them. See, all the excuses in the world doesn't eliminate our calling and take us away from the orders he's given us. And friends, listen, God has given you instructions throughout the world and, and throughout your life, and they are listed in the scriptures. So follow his orders. That's how you'll discover your true identity is by living the life he's, he's ordered you to live, the commands he's given you to live. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Love God, love others as you have been loved by God. Live the life Jesus called you to live, and you'll discover your true identity. Story of Army Specialist Jeff Lewis. Jeff Lewis was 23 years old. He's a supply clerk for the 82nd Airborne on the East Coast. He gets an order to join, to get on an airplane and jump out, parachute out of a plane. So he gets on the plane, he jumps, he lands safely, unhurt, but he's never been trained to parachute. Somewhere a clerical error happened <laughs> that sent him on this mission and he was untrained for it. When the, when the army found out and asked him what he was doing, he says, well, if the army says I'm qualified, I'm not going to argue with them. I'm just going to obey the order. Friends, that's exactly the attitude we need to have when it comes to God. If he's given us a command, we follow it. Because he is God and he knows how we are supposed to live. Do you see that that's the hard part or the climb of your identity? It's not, it's not you deciding who you're supposed to be. It's you obeying what God has told you to be. See, your obedience does not decide your identity, but it develops it. That's why God gives us assignments and commands, not so that we can become some great thing in the, in the minds of people, but so that we can develop inside of us the character and identity that he designed us to have. And whatever those assignments are, they don't define you. They develop you. And I want you to see that throughout this whole passage, what God is showing Moses is, Moses, you don't know who you are, but I do. So stick with me, Moses, and I'll show you the true you. Moses' name meant drawn out. And if you know Moses' story, you would realize that's true. He, he was drawn out of a river by Pharaoh's daughter and, and adopted into Pharaoh's court. He was saved or rescued from the river. And then God sends him on an assignment, the exodus of Israel, he, to draw out the Israelites from, from the Egypt and bring them to this new promised land. But the real work of Moses wasn't what he did in life. 
The real work of Moses was letting God to draw out of him who Moses truly was, the friend of God. And friends, that's exactly what he wants to do with you and I. That climb up identity mountain is all about you discovering who your creator is and accepting his assignments and following his orders and you will find your true self when you make that climb every day. So if you want to know who you are, know God first. Know God to discover yourself. Put aside all the identification methods that you've come up with. Quit identifying yourself with all the what's in your life. Like what am I and what do I do and what's my title and what's my skill set. and what? Put all the what's aside and you identify yourself with who's your creator, with who gave you assignments, and with who walks along you, with you every day. Don't identify with what. You identify yourself with who designed you. Bruce Thielman tells a story about his first pastorate. He served in a town in Pennsylvania, and the main factory in the town that created income for the village and for the, city, for the town was this steel tube rolling mills thing. It, what they did was they created the largest in the world at the time steel tubes, round tubes that were hollow on the inside. He said he got to see how it works. And the way it works is they, they molten down these steel rods and send them into this turning machine. They grab this steel rod, this molten rod by the ends, and then they start a centrifuge to spin this thing. And it separates from the inside out and creates this perfectly seamless steel tube that they can ship for purposes that people buy them for. He asked one of the workers, what makes that work? Like, what's the secret to making a perfectly round steel tube like that? And the worker told him it's the heat of the molten metal. That heat has to be at a certain temperature. If it's at that molten moment, he called it, then, the, then that steel tube can be created. Too hot and that steel molten just shoots all over the place. Too cold and it never separates from within. That molten moment is crucial for the steel tube to be what it was designed to be. For Moses, it was a molten moment, a burning bush moment. That wasn't where he just got his assignment. That was the moment his identity changed. He was no longer a Midian shepherd. He was a son of the Most High God. And you and I need that molten moment to discover who we truly are. That burning bush moment where you discover God and accept his assignment and follow his orders. And if you've never surrendered to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you still need your burning bush, your molten moment. I call you today to accept him as your Lord because that's where you'll discover your true identity. You can do it as simply as Peter did. His confession of faith started Peter's walk. You can do that same thing right now by confessing him as your Lord and Savior. Just repeat after me. I believe with all my heart that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and I accept him as my Lord and Savior. 
If you made that decision today, you can follow up with us online. Just click the button that says decision and let us know so we can follow up with you and get information in your hand. And we are offering a baptism Sunday, Lord willing, on September 27th, 10 a.m. in Tracy. So if you're in Tracy, we would love to talk to you and set that up so that you can be baptized. Today's the day you face your Sinai. And remember who created you. And accept his assignments in your life. And follow his orders. So that you can become the true you he meant you to be. Jesus, I just pray for every person right now. That we, in essence, would have our own burning bush moment. That, that moment that changes the course of our trajectory. It's the one that redefines whose we are so that we can become who you designed us to be. And I pray for every person listening right now and all of those they share it with that you would give us that burning bush moment as well. Help us to climb our mountain of identity and become all you designed us to be. That's my prayer for all of us. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Enjoy your communion and reflection time. Stick online, if you will, and type with us and share in the chat line some of the discussion questions afterwards. And we'll look forward to next week being with you to share in this third mountain of the series on mountains of Israel. God bless you. Have a great day. We'll look for you then. Thanks for listening to the Journey Christian Church podcast. If you would like to support us as we pursue God and love people one at a time, please consider giving a tax-deductible donation by visiting journeycc.net backslash giving.